good morning or good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time you're listening to this podcast. This is episode 16 of the Restricted Zone podcast, and I'm with my fellow co-host today. Chris, introduce yourself. Yo, yo, yo. How's everybody doing? Yes, sir. Kyrie, introduce yourself. Yo, what's good, guys? How's everything going? You know the vibes. Elijah, introduce yourself. What's up, yeah? All right, so today we're back on basketball. So, you know, we're going to touch on three topics we really felt was really interesting and we think you guys tuning in will enjoy it too. So our first topic, we're going we're gonna to discuss the pre, uh, preseason NBA Awards, who, who we think will win MVP, rookie of the year, six-man defensive, and et cetera. And then, you know, we're going to touch on Bradley Bill's comments on Russell Westbrook and how do they stack up as a backcourt in the East and how, do, how far do the Wizards go in the East? And then we start off with our favorite is who's who who was who was our favorite player in the first half of the 2000 decades from 2000 to 2005 and 06 to 2010. And we'll give our reasons why. So we're going to start off with the NBA, NBA preseason award prediction. So MVP, who do you guys think will win the 2021 NBA MVP? Um, so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead, go ahead and start off. So my pick was um Luka Doncic. Um, he Whoa. had a near MVP season last year. He lost out to Giannis, of course. But um, I think with the better weapons that he has around him now, and the better like I, th- I like the direction that Dallas is going in as far as competing in the Western Conference. Kristaps Porzingis is going to be down, so the load is going to be on him a little bit more. But I think he's going to step up to it. I think he uh, I think he ends up winning MVP this season. So 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 who would you pick as like is like your runner up? Besides, besides Luka Doncic, who's your runner? Uh, Giannis, Giannis should be on runner up. Giannis, mm, you think Ronnie? Yeah, that's that's a good one. I mean, so so what about you, Elijah? Who do you think? Who, who's your MVP? Um, pick? For my first pick, um, I think I'm gonna go with LeBron. Strictly off, I believe <laughs> he'll have a stronger season than last year. Like I feel like they're, they're I feel like they'll be the number one seed throughout through the whole year. And I feel as though their playoff run will just allow him to be the MVP. Now for my runner up. I was mm, – I like I like the look of Doncic pick, but I don't know how he's going to handle in big moments when – if without Porzingis, because now I feel like he has a lot more to deal with in the West than, than he did last year. So, I'll, I'll go with Giannis. All right, I'll go with – okay, Giannis. I'll go with Giannis. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, Chris, what about you? Who's your MVP? Who's your MVP prediction? Um, I'm actually going to go – well, I don't know, limb a little bit. I want to go with Anthony Davis. Um, and, I'm saying, and, I'm, uh, and I'm thinking him because I feel like this is going to be actually be the year where he's really going to come into his own and, like, take that number one option role from LeBron. Because I think LeBron wants to back it up a little bit and be, be a secondary guy. So I think I feel like it's going to be him. Um, outside of that, I was also thinking of Kevin Durant, just off the fact that when I think of MVP, I really think of, like, the most valuable player to your team. And I feel like we're going to see that with the Nets, um, that, that while playing, the Nets are a, lot, a whole better team. So I'll say AD and KD. I mean, I you know what? It's crazy because my initial pick of MVP, I really felt like Kevin Durant, but it's like I just don't know what how's he going to play, you know, that off that Achilles injury. You know how devastating those type of injuries are. But I initially I was going to go with Kevin Durant, but I feel like, you know what? I'm gonna go with Luka Doncic and Kevin Durant's my runner up. I feel like Luka Doncic is a guy. I don't see, 
I don't see, does he have any weakness besides his athleticism? And that's not even technically a weakness itself. I mean, like, does he have any weaknesses? Can you guys tell me that? Because I don't see any type of weakness in this game. That's crazy. Like, he, he's a dominant, do-it-all guy. I mean, I mean, everybody has a weakness because Noah's a perfect player. But Luka, so what's his, what's his most glaring? Like, but I don't think even though Luka Donis has weaknesses, they're not weaknesses you can really just take advantage of. I mean, they're not bad. I'll say that. His defense but, I mean, is crazy. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he'll play defense, but it's like, it, it is something to be scared of. So, I mean, is he a better defender than James Harden? I mean, I guess you could say that. I mean, James I mean, Harden not that much body, either, so. He has a bigger body. I mean, he's a bigger body at the end of the day, I guess. But, like, that's not really saying much to me. Well, I mean, I mean, I feel, I still feel as though if you're if you're a better better defender than James Harden, you can still get exploited. So it's just like they don't, that's not really saying anything. And I feel mm-hmm. like Luca actually puts in work and tries on the defensive end. It's just that his lateral quickness is all the way there. Well, yeah, but he compensates that with skill, obviously. So it's like okay, so and it's just something that's really been talked about. Is like, so what type of player? So what type of player would you build your franchise around? I've been seeing a lot of it going on between Zion and Luca Doncic. It's like a you know a lot of people are saying Zion, a lot of people are saying Luca. Who do you guys think you know between those two? Like if you had to pick a franchise to build your franchise around, would you pick Zion? Or would you pick Luca? Because Zion has MVP potential four years down down the road. Yeah, definitely. If he stays healthy and he continues on along the line he's going now, but I would still go Luca Doncic. Luca Doncic, just because he's shown me he makes the players around him better, and he was able to guide that Mavericks team to the playoffs this past season. So well, he's already shown like he can do it. Well, I mean, Zion, not to not to like you know discredit like I agree with you hundred percent. Not to discredit Zion, but like it's, the stats show like when Zion was on the floor, the net the Pelicans played a lot better. The plus and minus scores showed that like the the offensive offensive possession and the Nets were really high. I mean, Zion, you know, he's a difference maker for the Pelicans. He just didn't play that many games, but you know, I mean, yeah, yeah I would go Luca over uh, if I had to pick to build my team around for the next ten. That's, that's one of the other things for Zion. You got to take into consideration is durability, right? How how many games are going to play for you season uh season in season out? Okay, all right, I agree with that. I feel like if you're a GM and you're picking him up, you kind of got to be prepared for him to miss a stretch of 15, 20 games here and there throughout the season. I was mm-hmm. thinking that too. Okay, all right, I think all right. So Team Luca here, Team Luca. All right, so we go to the next award. We go to the Rookie of the Year in this week NBA draft class. Uh, man, I was really. Struggling with this one, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna let you guys take it away. Who you guys think is gonna win the rookie of the year for uh, 2020 season? I want to go first. Um, I know it's the preseason, and I mean, they don't really show much. But based off what I saw, I'm actually gonna go Obi Toppin. I mm. think I actually see actually seeing him play. He just looked like he belonged in that system, belonged playing there. I mean, he doesn't really do too much. Right. I feel like he was taking his time and really just and. Um, taking what the defense was given to him, but he was playing aggressive. And I was saying, like, okay, if he, like, makes my potential, he could be, like, this is also where comparison, like, a better Michael Beasley. A better Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley has, has the talent. The work yeah. ethic. Yeah. If he can be the shooter, he can be. I, I see right. that. Yeah. Okay. Michael Beasley had all the talent. The work ethic just wasn't there. So, that's actually – I like that comparison. I never thought about that. I mean yeah. – He was sneaking explosive, too. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, so who you think who you got Kyrie as your uh NBA rookie of the year? Because I'm I was struggling with this one. Uh, so I'm gonna stick with this. I had this uh like way before the draft anyway. Like I was just like I was just uh convinced. I'm gonna still go with James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like especially with the Warriors, he's gonna be around a group of guys that's really invested into his future and to his success. And I feel like he's gonna get a lot of playing time and a lot of opportunity to show what he can do on the floor, both on offense and on defense. So I think he I think he's gonna run away with the uh with rookie of the year. So who's your runner up? I actually forgot to ask you who's your runner up for for the rookie of the year. Um, see, I, I have struggled with this. I'm probably gonna go Lamelo though because I feel like he's uh. Ooh, I want to say that, but I don't. I don't want to at the same right. time. But I, I, his game just convinces me that he's NBA ready though. So I don't. I feel like he's not gonna have as many growing pains compared to somebody that played just like him, like his, his brother coming into uh coming into the NBA. I don't think he's going to have as many growing pains. They're going to be there. He's going to have times he struggles. But I think he's he's more adept to the NBA game, having played overseas for uh, four seasons, two seasons, actually. So so what about you, Lodge? I mean, who, who's your, who's your you know, your rookie of the year? Who's your run-up rookie of the year? I'm not going to uh, fade away from my constant appraisals, so I'm going to just stick with a LaMelo ball. Mm-hmm. I still feel like he should have been the number one pick. I feel like he was the for best the talent Wolves, in the draft. I just don't see. I <laughs> well, mean, not for the Wolves, but in general, he should have just been number one, like the number one prospect. Well, at, well, see, and there's my thing with Lamelo too. So, like, so, like, so, I guess Lamelo would be the number one pick because this draft was really weak. But do you think he'd be the number one pick in next year's draft? Probably not. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just stick to that. No, he probably wouldn't. Okay. Where do you guys put him then if you're if you're in next year uh next year's draft? Like what range? He's better, definitely lottery, so I'll probably go he lottery, yeah. He's definitely top seven. Like, I'll probably go like I'll go top, top five. Top seven. Top I'll go like top seven top, to be a little lean. Top seven. I was gonna go top ten. I'll go top five. Okay. I'll just see real for my runner up. For my runner up, I um hmm. That's kinda hard. Cause it's just it's a few heads that can kind of take off. Definitely is. No, yeah. For my, you know, for my pick for rookie of the year, I'm gonna go with Lamelo. I think Lamelo can finally compete for that. I think I think he'll compete for that starting pot. He just gotta play defense. You know, like James, the Hornets coach, he's all about defense. And if Lamelo could just put that, like, play defense, like how his older brother plays, he'll definitely get his time. The talent is there. The jump shot, uh, it's not the best, but it's not the. It's better than Lonzo's when he was coming in the league. So that won't be an issue. Got the athleticism. You know he's he's pretty he's pretty quick for someone of his size because you know most tall people they're not you know they're not that quick. Um, I think I think Lamelo should definitely be able to at least compete for that rookie of the year because like I said, it's between him, Obi Toppin, James Wiseman. I don't see any. I mean, there could be some surprises. Actually, I do want to touch on. So who's who's like your surprise? So who you think that rookie that has just surprised you and just like snatched that that rookie of the year you know crown? Who who that rookie you think if you had to pick, you had to bet on? That would just surprise you. Like, wow, that ain't, I didn't see that guy coming. Like, Michael Carter Williams won, you know, the rookie of the year. No one had him winning rookie of the year that year. Uh, like, it's crazy. Uh, who's who's your rookie? Um, I'm going to go on a stretch and say Sadiq Bey. Mm, okay. Just because I like the situation he is. He's in with uh with Detroit. Um, I like the direction they're going. They pick Killian Hayes, of course. Um, Killian Hayes would probably be farther up the list for me as far as finishing for rookie of the year, but I think Sadiq Bay still be the steal or the, the the biggest surprise. So what about you, Elijah? Who who's that who's that rookie that just surprises you and just wins that rookie of the year award? Who just uptakes everybody? Um I feel as though Josh Green has a potential to be 
Mm-hmm. Depending on what, what his role is deep into the season. I actually like him, Josh. So depending on how his role end up be, depending how he takes advantage of his 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 opportunity, I feel like leaving the season, if he kind of solidifies his role on that squad, he should be able to put up some some very rookie of the year type type games. I feel as well. <clears throat> so what about you? Because I like that location for him. Because that. No, right. That 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 makes sense. I mean, Chris, who who's who's your rookie that you know that surprises you and snatches that rookie of the year crown? I was gonna say Anthony Edwards, but I felt like as number one pick, you are automatically gonna yeah. I mean, that you can do that. So I was I'm going with Josh Green too, right? Because I think just like he said, he's in the he's in the best situation for his game. So I think he should be able to take advantage of it. No, like yeah, like I said, you know, um, Andy Edwards, he's that he's the number one pick. So you know, it's it's kind of tough to say he'd be like a surprise because it's like. I mean, but that speaks to violence is like the how as a number one pick, he doesn't really stack as well compared to the previous number one picks in the draft. So, but uh, for my for my sleeper, like who could potentially like is not those is not those guys like the top eight. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with your your rookie Chris from the Sacramento Kings. I'm gonna go with Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's the guy. You know, he has the talent. Uh, he could yeah. definitely surprise. Who? He has the talent to be definitely. No, he definitely like you know that that that's my. You know, that's my pick. I think he could surprise people in the league. Him him and De'Aaron Fox, they could just get that chemistry together, get enough reps together. It could definitely make something happen. All right. So, with that being said, we move on to the Sixth Man of the Year Award. It's actually my favorite award, actually, because, you know, I just love guys that can just come off the bench and give you that starter output quality, whether it's offense or defense or and et cetera. So, who, who, who's your Sixth Man of the Year, guys? Who, who do you pick for the Sixth Man of the Year 2021? It's gonna be good. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Gary Trent Jr. for Portland. Um, like Ooh. we talked about before, he exploded onto the scene during the bubble. He showed to be a great two-way player. He littered up from three. He showed a um ability to get to the basket as well. His handle got a little bit better um since he's since he's been in the league. Uh so I think he's gonna be that perfect uh that perfect two guard, the backup CJ McCullum. He's gonna continue his scoring, not his scoring rate, but he's gonna continue his scoring ability from all over the uh from all over the floor, that's going to give defenses some problems. So I, I can see him going home with uh, six man of the year. I mean, who 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 are you going with, uh, Elijah? Who are you going with for that six man of the year award? That's kind of tough because I feel as though the way they use Montrezl Harrell this year, he should retain it, but I don't know if he's going to start or not. So, um, hmm, I'm gonna go with a, a bull one. I might go with. I'm going to go with Nicholas Batum because he's on the Clippers now. And I feel like his role on the Clippers will be a very, very important, especially down the stretch. No, I, I think so. I think, so. yeah, N- N- Nicholas Batum, that's actually, I didn't think about that. Uh, Is Chris, with Lou Williams, though? Uh, I don't know if he's going mm, to. But I feel as though his, his, his impact on the game is a lot bigger than Lou Williams. Lou, Lou, Lou Williams just give you a bucket pretty much. But I feel as though I mean, but though, that's pretty valuable in itself because he's coming. It is, but out. he might. I don't. I think he might not even stay there. I, I don't even think he wants to stay there for real, for real. Yeah, I, I I think the Clippers do move him, and like by the by the time like the deadline rolls around, I think they do move him. But like I don't know. I feel like he's defense, though. He's Joe. He he plays great level basketball on the bench wherever he's at. Yeah, I I think they should keep him. Houston. Like I wish the Sixers had him. Man, we, we 
I wish we had him. I mean, Chris, who who's your who's your six man of the year award? Who do you think wins that? Um, I don't know for sure if he's gonna start to come from the bench, but I want to go with uh, Michael Porter Jr. I feel like I feel oh, like if he still comes off the bench, he's going to really solidify uh, the few, I'll say the missing piece for the Nuggets, their X factor, because uh, I think that's the reason why they picked him up. So I think if he still comes off the bench for this last year before he starts, he's going to – I think he's going to dominate because I don't see anybody that can guard him. No, Michael Porter Jr., man, was like – he should have been the number one pick in that draft he entered. It's just because, you know, that, that spine. Right. Like, he definitely – like, the Nuggets getting him at 14, that's an absolute steal. Like, this guy was consensus number one on every – there wasn't a mock draft he wasn't number one since high school he's been number one. Like, he's a bucket. Like, him and Jamal Murray – now, those guys, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, Michael Porter Jr., six-man year. I'm going to go with uh, – see, so I was really, like, debating with this because Dennis Schroeder wants to start. So, it's like I was going to say yeah. Dennis Schroeder, but it's like I don't that's really know. Too. Yeah, and it's like I just don't know. But, like, he wants – he made it clear he wants to start. So, I don't know how they're going to – I don't know why he said that, though. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like I – I, as a six-man, I think he's better off being <laughs> – but you know he did show as a starting guard for the Hawks. You know he was pretty. You know he was pretty good. He was actually uh, productive. But with OKC, I felt like he played better as a six man. Mm-hmm. So, I like that pick, Colin. That was also my pick too. But I, I had the same the same dilemma. I didn't know whether he was going to start or not. But I like him being the spark plug for the Lakers. He like uh, he he does what Rajon Rondo could do, kind of like to an extent as mm-hmm. far as they make it. But he brings uh, he he's a much better scoring option. He's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's absolutely. Much better to his own bucket. Absolutely, especially you know, um, yeah. So, I like I said, we'll see what the Lakers do handle that situation. But I think Dennis Schroeder would be, you know, a great. I think he could win six man of the year. It depends. All right, so we go to the next award: Defensive Player of the Year. <sighs> Who you think wins Defensive Player of the Year twenty twenty one? I mean, I'm I'm gonna throw that to Elijah. I'm gonna throw that to Elijah first. Go ahead, Elijah. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what you say. I think Bam will take it this year. Ah, I need. Listen, we're on the same. We're on the same page now. Number one, because I feel as though the, the the past few have been uh very just here. I'm gonna just give you this just to have it, but I'm not gonna comment on that. But I feel like Bam Bam has that that very controlling defensive mindset towards his game, to where he can just control control the defense easily because he can guard in and out very. I feel like they, they kind of underrate that as well. Because this is off-ball defense. When, when he's switching on to a, a guard, he's not lost out there at all. So, I feel like he's the, the biggest candidate. So, And I, I, I'm i going to just say this. I don't think Rudy Gobert kind of just deserves that because he just, he just gets thrown into that. He just gets uh, – Well, I mean, he does have a strong impact on the defensive end. But, like, I was really struggling. with do, but I ain't never seen a nigga get dunked on so much in my life. <laughs> I mean – I was really struggling between Anthony Davis and Bam on this one. I really was struggling between two, two Kentucky greats. I was really just, I was really struggling to be, but you know, I'm gonna go with Bam. Like I'm gonna go with Bam just for all the reasons you said, and like he's so young. He's he's what? He's 21. He's 22. Like he's still improving. Like that's crazy. And like so, I'm, I'm gonna go with Bam. So what do you think, Kyrie? Um. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to go with Hassan Whiteside, who had a quiet defensive player of the year caliber season last year. He mm-hmm. uh, averaged like th- like three blocks a game, and he really held down the paint for the Portland Trailblazers team. 
um, while they were waiting for Nikola Jokic to come, not Nikola Jokic, I'm sorry, Yusuf Nurkic to come back um, from injury. So I feel like he could uh, he could sneak in and he'll he'll be a, I feel like he could be a really big candidate for uh, DPOY. Um, yeah, I, I I can rock Hassan. I, I didn't think you would throw Hassan Watson out there. I mean, that's crazy. He he I, definitely he definitely is underrated though. Like as I, a player, I just think so because he's in Sacramento now. They don't, from what I see, they don't really have a lot of other rim protectors. So he's going to be ri- relied on a lot again. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think him, and then and then you know with a point guard like De'Aaron Fox inside transition on the fast break, you know I think that that'll be something good for him too on uh, offensively as well. I mean, Chris, who's your pick for defensive player of the year? Um, I I thought about him just while y'all were talking. I'm gonna go with Ben Simmons. Oh man, I ain't think about no Ben Simmons. I'm not even gonna lie to you. He does he does contend for that pretty much every year. So. He does. He does. And like if Doc Rivers could get Joel in that same intensity, there's no reason why Joel doesn't you know compete for that as well. Absolutely. He was on the roll defensively 2017-2018. Uh, it's like if Doc Rivers could get that intensity like at least 80% throughout the season, there's no reason why Joel doesn't compete for that as well too. So, and kind, of, kind of to the point you guys are making about Bam, he's comfortable whether he's in the paint defender and out on guards, which he normally has to do because he does play point guard. He's 6'10". And the way he's able to defend the perimeter, just get steals and play the passing lanes, it's, it's amazing. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, to be honest with you, his body on the perimeter kind of just makes it harder because it's just like he takes up a lot of space. So. Yeah. And he's quick off his feet. So it's just like he covers the ground very quickly. And once you get in transition, bro, it's over. He's he way too athletic. His breakaway speed he, his breakaway speed is way too crazy. I like that pick. And, and you know what? Yeah, that's actually – yeah, Bam – Man, the Heat is so lucky to get Bam. And then you got Tyler Hero, and then you got Precious. I'm people sleep on Precious. Me, Kyrie, like Kyrie and me talked about so much. Precious is really getting slept on. Like, don't be surprised. He fits that Heat culture so well. Like the Heat know what they're doing in the draft. Like, like they're, they're on a the roll. I mean, the Heat. So you so so you guys think the Heat go back to the finals with the Nets no, being in the picture? No. No, it'd be crazy. It'd be it'd be it'd be crazy if they do. Though. You don't think they? You don't think they make it back into the? In the I'm fight? not even gonna hold. If they do, Jimmy I'm, top five. I'm just not. I'm not a believer in the, in the Nets like that. I'm not too crazy <laughs> about the Nets. I just got to see them play. I had to see them play. Nah, they but you got you have to say that just by default. It's kind of disrespectful not to see. It in I mean, I, I mean, with the Heat, I can see them getting beat though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, the Heat. I mean, I don't think that's disrespect to the Nets because the Heat. I think they match up with the Nets very well. I mean, besides them having obviously two, you know, superstars like Kevin Durant, and Kyrie. But I mean, I feel like, yeah. I I mean, if Jimmy, if, if if Jimmy take it to the chip again, he tough off. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. He disgusting, bro. I mean, I mean, we could we could just say like right off the bat. I feel like the Heat would still be the better defensive team e- even after halfway through the season we see the Nets play. So I just feel right. like no, that's a fact. They, 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 they have a pack also. Right, yeah, that is it's true, and I don't think that's gonna happen. Right, I mean, yeah, okay, all right. So that was good. So now we go to the most <laughs> we go to the most improved player of the year for the twenty twenty one NBA season. Who's your pick for this one? I think it's gotta be interesting. Like I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Chris with this one. I'm gonna see what Chris says. Uh, same thing as six man of the year. I'm gonna go Michael Porter Jr. 
Ooh. I really think it's gonna evolve. I really think it's gonna evolve. Two for two. That's how. Yeah. That's how Mike. That's what MPG carry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, this is the missing piece to the you know what, Chris, potential like, dynasty. Like the talent is there, Chris. The talent. He has all the talent in the world. Like I can see it though. Yeah, like, he can do. He can do everything on the offensive floor and is lengthy enough to guard big man and perimeter guys. So he has. If I promise you, if he develops into a star, the Nuggets are gonna become a dynasty. Well, as long as they keep everybody together. I, yeah, him, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely. I mean, so so who's your runner up for, for for most improved though? I definitely, I'm definitely interested in that. Who's your who's your who's your runner up, Chris? This is for runner up most improved. Um, yeah. hmm. Cause I'm thinking of a guy. I'm think okay. I'm a. I'm also going to limb. I'm gonna go with Jaren Jackson Jr. Mm. runner up because I only because for the same reason that based on Michael Porter Jr. I think he's gonna develop into his own next year. He's had a couple of years under his belt, and he already sees what he can do. And now he has a point guard that's gonna give him the ball. So I think he's really gonna develop. So there you I go, Michael Porter Jr. Rebounding rate. So what'd you say? So I think he just got to improve his rebounding rate because there's, yeah. there's like a lot of stretches he goes where he he's not down there mixing it up for boards. But I think if he gets that down pack and his boards number gets up, then I, yeah, I agree with you. So either Michael Porter Jr. or Jaron Jackson. Okay, okay, I like that. I mean, Kyrie, who's your who's your most improved player of the year? Who's your who's your pick? I might have to uh, go with Chris. Uh, I might have to agree with Chris and go with Michael Porter Jr. Also, that was my pick mm-hmm. for most improved player. Uh, like we pretty much covered, he could do everything like offensively on the floor. His Offensive game at Arsenal is NBA made, is NBA ready. So I don't see no why I don't see no reason why he uh he can't go out there and win it. And um my runner up is actually gonna be my six minute a year pick in Gary Trent Jr. for all the same reasons I uh, I explained before. Mm, okay. So what about you, Lodge? Who who's your most who's your most improved player of the year? Well, it'd be wrong not to say Michael Porter Jr. So I'm just gonna give you two other predictions that I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm gonna give you Marvin Bagley. For yes, one, yes, yes, Marvin. And then kept them out. And I'm just gonna say Colin Sexton. Eh, I like that. Uh, I mean, that Colin Sexton will call me honestly, up guard. Say it again. Uh, that Colin Sexton will call me up guard. But I, yeah, I, I don't, the, only, the only the only the, the only reason why is because he kind of has like a gold mine of assets. He has Andre Drummond and Kevin Love off rip. So that's just like. As a point guard, that, that's everything you want. You got a stretch for right there, and you got a rim runner right there that can do well, everything. Like he can control they, everything. I think they move Colin to the two. So you got Darius Garland playing the point because Colin Sexton is not really be not really a point guard. He does run. He runs the point. Garland's the Garland. Garland runs it too. And he and, and honestly, he might have to come off the bench because Kevin Porter got, got got a clip better than him. Because Garland plays very his, his his play is very shaky. I was thinking Kevin Porter too. Oh, I was thinking about him. Like, because honestly, I feel like Kevin Porter. I think the starting lineup should be Colin Sexton, Kevin Porter, whoever at the three, and you got Kevin Love and Drummond. And I feel like that'll that's work my, out better. That's than gonna be my sleeper for most improved, Kevin Porter. So you you want to Kevin Porter, Chris? Whoa, that's gonna be my sleeper. He no, he really can play. So as far as, really as, as far as Cleveland starting lineup, you think Kevin Porter is going to start? You think he can start over uh, Isaac Okoro? You think they're going to battle it out for that for that three spot? I think the battle is out. I feel as I feel as though Garland should be in that position. Period, though. 
So I feel like you might as well just do the the the, 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 the <laughs> Colin Sexton, Kevin Porter, Okoro, Kevin Love, and Drummond. I don't. I, I honestly, got Garland's play doesn't. He doesn't wow me. I but see most, it, but the most, but most people, but most people would say he's more of a natural guard than Colin Sexton. Yeah, yeah, but kind of needed to balance out. Right, because Colin Sexton not a point guard. I mean, yes, he ran point guard, but. Like he wasn't really a point guard in a sense. Like he ran it, but like he didn't. He that wasn't really shorter. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's why. Really, like he, really, he was six four. He would strictly be a two guard. Yes, he's yes. Kyle Sexton to me is really but look a who he played with though. So it, was, it wasn't like he had like the I mean, team he has now coming now. So well, I mean, well, Kevin Kyle, Love was playing I, here and there. He well, wasn't wait a really minute. Wait a minute. Like, I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving wasn't playing with the best of the. You know, I mean, he that his his teammates weren't really certain spectacular, but he was. You know. He was playing point pretty well, at least better than you know Colin Sexton when he was with the Cavs. I would compare yeah. Darius Garland's game more to Kyrie's than Colin Sexton's, though. Ah, uh, Darius Garland and Kyrie, in, in yeah. what sense? His play style, his play more style is Colin completely. Sexton. Colin Sexton is more rugged and and, and rough. It's not. Darius Garland is very. He's, he's gonna he's gonna try to get downhill and he's coming to the rack every time. Or he's trying yeah. to, he's gonna try to use his hesitation and his speed to. To create space and try to get like a good mid range jumper or a three whenever he uh his range gets out the three point land like consistently, that's what I see him being like. But he's not he's not going to be the type of guy that you're going to rely on to to get other guys buckets or to run plays for you and to get Kevin Love the uh, get Kevin Love the bucket. I mean, get Kevin Love the ball. I don't see I don't see him being that type of player. Okay. So that's why I was trying to make like that's what I was trying to say. I think Darius Garland starting along with him will kind of be beneficial for both of them. Yeah, I think Darius Garland starting at the point is beneficial for the Cavs long term than Colin Sexton at the one, in my opinion. Like I think Colin, he's just Colin Sexton is just too short to play the uh, to play the two. So they like they, they gotta you know put him in that one, but all right. I mean, so yeah, the Ultimately, Cavs gotta, I, think, I think Kevin Porter gets a starting spot over uh, Okoro for now. Yeah. Cause, Kev, cause, based off experience, like you know, he knows like what's up, what he's up against. You know, Kevin Porter not that big though. That's the thing. Kevin Porter is six five, six six, six five. He's like six four. No, I thought he was. I thought he. Oh, okay. I thought he was a little bit taller. Than yeah, I definitely he's thought six, he was six four. five, six six. I mean, we could definitely later. He's but six, um, but uh, um, but you know, for my most improved, I mean, hearing all the reasons you guys said. Michael Porter Jr., like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Should have been number one pick in the draft, but, you know, injuries happen. That's the whole college one and done. But we're not going to say Michael Porter Jr. if we had to take him off the list. I was going to go with Shea Gildas Alexander. Mm. I felt like he's going to take that major leap now, Chris Paul. Like, okay, he's not going to do anything. Yeah, I feel bad not even thinking about that. No, I, I really feel like Shea Gildas Alexander takes that, Steve. When you look That's at my me, man's. That's crazy. <laughs> That's your guy. Like he takes that so like, man, shake your Alexander, really? Like, I really I feel like he like the OKC. We know OKC not gonna do anything. We know that. The, all right, that's that's let's put that out the way. But I feel like Shake <laughs> I think he's gonna bring that entertainment value. Not like not not to Russell's level, not to Russell Westbrook. He's not gonna wow you with the electrifying dunks and stuff like that. But I feel like just how he's so smooth with it, and you know, and he's gonna have he's gonna probably have the most. You know, usage rate out of out of the whole team. Who else is there? Hamadou Diallo. Uh, he, he might not even get ticked, bro. As he, much he, as I he, want him to. Like, 
that that team is literally a bottom feeder team. Is that I don't know what teams out there in the West would be worse than the OKC. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're going to be a bottom feeding team. But I feel like Shea Gilles Alexander, I think if you want to take away Michael Porter Jr., I think he definitely, you know, could definitely win the most improved player of the year, in my opinion. So, you know. So what you guys, what you guys think about my Shea Gilles Alexander? Yeah, like like I said, I, I, I definitely feel bad for, for forgetting about him and leaving him off. He, de- he definitely should be up there in contention for that. Man. All right. So coach of the year. I know who I'm rocking with Doc Rivers. That's terrible. Here we go. It's it. It's it. It's it. It's it. I don't even know why we even about to have that. Who said it's there? Yeah, you're already there to make the playoffs. That's all it's good for. Chris, 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 Chris. When you make the playoffs, when you make the playoffs, we'll have a conversation. Make the playoffs first, we'll have a conversation. He said, what does that do with coaching? Make the playoffs first, we'll have a conversation. Better playoffs with Brett Bryce, I better coach the Luke Wall. Make the playoffs first, we'll have a conversation. All right, until then, service. Stamp, you know. Oh, God. Can you explain why, Colin? Huh? He got a reason. Oh, you do? Uh, he's going he's gonna to make Ben Simmons and Joel MB compete. That's what they, they, they just like the focus and concentration. And Dot Rivers is going to do that. He's going to bring the best out of those two. And we got a great supporting cast. We surrounded Ben Simmons with shooters, took off Al Horford's contract. And then, listen, I think Dot Rivers take that step, turn the Sixers into a top three team in the East. I'm, I'm all for it. I think Dot Rivers goes. He wins Coach of the Year. But my runner up, I'm going to go with Eric Spolster. That's, that's, that's my runner up. I feel like he's going to take the heat. I think the Heat could go back to the finals, in my opinion. I really think, like, because they kept most of the core, added added some nice pieces. I feel like they they take that jump back to the finals again. But of course, you know, it's a lot it's a lot tougher competition. You know, not including the Wizards, of course. A lot of people are getting really high on the Wizards. I don't know why. I think they're still a seventh AC team. They might not even make the playoffs. I think I think they can make the playoffs, in my opinion. They'll make the playoffs, but they'll be eighth seventeen. But like I said. Yeah, that that's my that's my that's my pick for coach of the year. Doc Rivers, my runner up is Eric Spoelstra. I was debating between Brad Stevens and Eric Spoelstra, but Doc Rivers, coach of the year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Doc Rivers, you know the boss. Um, I gave you my reasons. Throw up my facts. Like I said, I'm going Doc Rivers. Who who who, who you got, Chris? I want to I want to see you're a Kings fan. Who you gonna say, Lou Wallen? I hope not. I hope not. No, but I'll say former Kings coach Michael Malone. I can't believe you didn't say his name. You stole my pick, bro. Mm. Huh? You stole my pick, bro. I'm going to say Mike Malone, too. Yo, he's talking about Doc Rivers like Mike Malone not coaching. Come well, on. I mean, I'm just saying Doc Rivers is in the East. You see what I'm saying? So I what feel does like. That mean? I feel like he's going to have. He's going to show a lot more. He's going to show, like I said. He ain't show nothing yet. Mm, he'll show some this season. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. So, Mike Malone, okay. And why, Chris? I mean, could you see how the Nuggets have been improving year by year since he's been there? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, who's your they're run-up? Over, for? They're already contenders, and they're not even in their prime yet. Not even their prime. That's true. Most of the stars aren't even, like, 26 or 25 yet. That's crazy. Um. Wait, so, Chris, so who's your runner-up for Coach of the Year? Steve Kerr. 
Curry. And you know what's crazy? I feel bad leaving Steph Curry out of the MVP conversation. I feel like he definitely gets that nod inside the MVP race. Like, like, like so what do you guys think about that? You don't think Steph Curry gets that nod in the MVP race? I mean, I was thinking him too. I was also thinking Damian Lillard. We, I'm pretty sure we got to throw them both up there. Mm. Yeah, I definitely see them on there. I mean, so I think Steph's going to come back with Avengers this year, though. Yeah, I think I, I, I feel like Steph's going to tear it up this season. No doubt in my mind, he's going to break some records. His efficiency might just be like 2K level. It, it might just be crazy. I mean, so Kyrie, who, who's your coach of the year for 2021? I had Mike Malone also just because I, I really like the way he uses his depth. We've seen that um, throughout the playoffs. Um, he had guys like Torrey Craig and even Bobo come in for some um, for some short spurts, and he they produced. And I, I trust in their uh, their development system. So I really I really like Mike Malone uh, as coach That's of the year. That's crazy. I keep forgetting the Nuggets had Bobo. Bobo is gonna like man under the right Bobo. development. He's in the right yeah. development too. He's gonna turn into a problem. Yeah. So. I, that's that's my uh, number one pick, but my runner-up is going to be Rick Carlisle, um, simply because I think Luka, like I said, I think Luka Doncic is going to have an MVP season. Yeah. I think Rick Rick Carlisle is going to be no a big part. No way, not man. Because because Chris because Chris stole my my number one, and then Kyrie says my runner-up at the end. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm not mad at that Brooke Carlisle pick. I didn't think about that. No, I, I put I made I made him my runner-up for, but Steve Kerr had one for him number one for me. So a lot of people criticize Steve Kerr's coaching because you know with the all-time talent he has. I mean, I mean, like, how you guys feel about Steve Kerr as a coach? Like, where, like, how I do mean, you guys? I don't. I'm not mad at him, but I still feel feel for right. Martin Jackson. That, that's the only thing. But I give him, I give him his yeah. credit. And I feel as though he'll 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 show he'll he'll, he'll show his, his his coaching potential this year because I feel as though they're kind of the sleeper because I feel like they're pretty much maybe top four or five. Golden like State. They, they can, yeah, I believe so. And, and yeah, a lot of, I've talked to a lot of people, in it and that I've seen a lot of people not them not making it or barely making it, which is crazy to me. No, I, I agree with you. That West is so stacked. I mean, so it is, know, but at the end of the day, bro, like I feel as though this is kind of like a mandatory Curry MVP season. But but I feel as though the pieces they added and the moves they made, as soon as they found out Clay isn't coming back for the season, they 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 kind of gave him a kind of like a gold plate in a way. Or kind of like a a courtesy cup. So it's just like I know I know you're mourning right now, but here, have this and let's work. <laughs> and I feel as though he's gonna work. <laughs> so it's just like I feel as though he's gonna put in work this year, and I feel like Steve Kerr will get that credit as well. So I got him as my number so one. I'm, Carlisle. I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I agree with Lodge as far as like yeah, we we feel for Mark Jackson because we feel like he he built Curry and Clay to who they like who we know them to be today. But we got to give credit to Steve Kerr in maintaining that and kind of putting his own twist onto their system and what they do and how they right, play. That is true because a lot of coaches, you know, you just because you got all the talent, sometimes that team still fails. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So he, he did a great job of maintaining it and and improving. So I I, I got to take my head off to him for that. But but like just so it's no Mark Jackson. Did he he established it? That was his establishment. He would have had his chips too. Don't 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 get it uh, messed up, please. Don't get it messed up. <laughs> That's why uh, he ain't coaching no more. He ain't gonna coach again. I guarantee you. You don't think he so? Know. He not gonna coach again, bro. He would have been started coaching. He not gonna coach again. I guarantee you, it's because of that reason. But it's also because of his uh, his. I feel like his uh, broadcasting his broadcasting contract. 
Yeah, yeah. Bro, I ain't worried about him. He, he, he's making some dough off that. You bro, see what he's I'm saying? He's settled for that, bro. He's settled for that. He's, making, so he's not losing out. He's making money. He might not be, you know, I mean, NBA coaching money, but, you know. Bro, he, at the end of the day, would, would, would you rather be a, a legendary sports commentator or a championship coach? With, with a yeah, championship legendary team? sports, you know, they, they get some buzz. They get their respect. Yeah, look bro. how hurt was when Craig Sager left. Yeah, but you, you get your respect. You get your props and – God, that's because of his suits. <laughs> his suits was always flame, oh, bro. Nah, but Craig Sager, he was the perfect like sideline reporter, bro. Yes, he. Yeah, but bro, oh, the thing and about then, it, you, and David and, and, and David Aldridge, you know, like yeah, yeah come on, bro, come on, bro, come like Doris Burke, you know, they bro, get it's Mark play. Jackson at the end of the day. Come on now, bro. I said I understand. We come. I feel like they still get there. Like, listen, he's making his money. You know, he ended generational poverty. Listen, he he he's doing what he you know he's like he make he's living life. I seem like he enjoying it too. I got a question. I got a question for all y'all though. Right. If you were to want to come back this season, let's say, and uh, like say a couple like bottle teams like had like co- uh, coaching vacancies or whatever, where could you see him coaching? I would love him on the Hornets just for strictly Lamelo. I like that. I lo- I would love that. And then, and then you could I throw think, in Devontae Graham. Yeah, Devontae Graham, Terry, like, you know, I think I would love him on the Hornets. I feel like he would build that culture up. Uh, my, my two are going to be the, I was, I would say Brooklyn, but technically Larry got a coach right now. Yo, uh, that would be lit. But I guess that, besides that, I'll say New York. I'll say the Knicks. Y'all definitely should use him. Y'all definitely should use him. Yo, we already told we already he already had a chance. He ain't gonna do it because he's smart, bro. He know what he worth. He you seen what he had. He's not going to that, bro. That doesn't make any sense. He wanna go to y'all now? Bro, bro, he had he had the splash bros, bro. What do you mean? He's not settling for some young bulls. my mind you, he's in that horrible organization. He's not dealing with that. Nah, listen. As a Knicks fan, I don't see him putting up with us either. I don't see how anybody would want to put up with us. That's why he's not settling for that, bro. At that point, I'm uh, you might as well just be a reporter. You right? I'm not coaching no no team like that, bro. It's like I said, I felt like he's getting his props and respect as, as you know as a commentator and you know a reporter. So hey, he he. Right, whoa, whoa. So wait, I got I got another one then. How about the Hawks? Oh man, I feel like they the could. Hawks? I mean, what? oh man, that's devastating. Yeah, that would be devastating. That would be like, wow! Give that team two more years. I'm not even gonna hold you. They top five this year too. The Hawks top five in the East. Okay, so who? So who? They? I don't know. Not no. They're year early. No. No. Right. I don't. I can't put the Hawks top five. Put your put your five. Put your five. Put your five. Put your five. All right, so I'm gonna go with the Heat number one. Even though I'm gonna go with the Heat. Said the Heat number one. Yes, I think yes. The Heat, like they a Philly fan, oh my boy. I know I'm. I'm being real. I'm not gonna be biased on my team, but I feel like so. I'm gonna go with the Heat. I'm gonna go with the Bucks, right? I'm gonna go with the Celtics. Then I'm gonna go with the Sixers. So like, you see what I'm saying? I don't see the Hawks at number five though. They're not a top five team. Eesh. They five or six. Put it that way. They ain't mm. falling under that. They're not. They're not. They're not falling under that. There's nobody else better than them. The, the rap? Mm, no, I don't say the Raptors. Raptors. Is, is the Raptors over the Hawks? In your opinion, Do you guys think the Raptors are better than the Hawks? Not anymore. If they, if they, no, bro. So look at it this way. So the way they played last year, 
They have, they still have the same team from the same team a year later. Plus, they added more pieces, and I feel as though they're kind of set on their on a roll, and they know how to play now. So I feel as though they're going to make a lot more noise than people think. And Toronto, I feel like they're kind of. I think they lost a lot, in my opinion. They did. I mean, Kyrie. So, 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 give me like your East standings, because I just, I, I, I can't put the Hawks, Hawks as the top five team in the East. Yeah. So I was saying five or six. I'm gonna go Milwaukee one. I'm gonna go Philly two, Miami three, Boston four. Then, no, sorry, I'm gonna go Brooklyn four. Then Boston five. Then maybe. I think. Say again. I'm about to say because no one said Brooklyn. The only reason why I was going to put Brooklyn at five is strictly because I haven't seen them play. Like, obviously, on paper, they're number one, but I haven't seen them play. That's why I put Brooklyn at five. So people just be like, oh, why? You ain't going to put Brooklyn in your top four? Well, I haven't seen them play. I'm going to put them at number five. So I see this strictly off talent. That's just off the talent they have. I didn't even hear you, Kyrie. You want to you put your audio up a little bit? You hear me now? Yeah, I hear you perfectly. You say I said for that six spot, I think Toronto and Atlanta battle it out. But so my whole thing is, do I see the Hawks making the playoffs? I think the Hawks do push, you know, to make the playoffs. Now, as a top five team in the East, I, I just don't see that. But you know, there's always surprises and stuff like that. Okay, so so you put the Hawks. So would you put the Hawks six? So what about the Pacers? So so what about the Pacers? The Pacers don't 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 get that nod to make the playoffs. They didn't improve, and I think everybody around them improved, and they're kind of used to what 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 they what they seen from the Pacers from them. So it's just like, and then the point, Wizards, and then the, the Wizards, Wizards. I feel as though I don't, yo, I really don't think Bradley Bill staying there, bro, and I think he's just playing up front. There's no way he's just cool with that, bro. I mean, listen though, the way he's, you know, I guess you know the comments, I guess for the public, I guess, but I feel like Bradley Bill going a little bit extra. I feel like he genuinely likes Russell Westbrook. Listen, like, listen, I'm gonna be honest though. If they, if they, if he feels if that's cool with him, if that's cool with him, I feel as though cool. But I feel like it's all up to Russell though. So it's not like it. I'll say, I think they make the playoffffs seven to eight seed. No, no, they're, make, they're making the playoffs. They're making the playoffs. They're definitely making the playoffs. They wait and make the playoffs. Now, where and what position you put them at? I mean, that's that depends on how far those two, their chemistry, you know, and you know, Scott Brooks, he coached Westbrook for you know most of his career. So it's like, you know, it's a factor that that plays into something. Uh they definitely surrounded Westbrook with some shooters, you know, David, the the, the Spurs, the Spurs former big man. I mean, listen. I think the Hawks do make the playoffs. Top five, no. Six through eighth, that's just a toss-up between there. But the Pacers are mixed. Wizards in the mix. And then the Hawks definitely in the mix. Maybe. I feel like I'm forgetting one team in the East. I'm not mentioning their name. I feel like I'm just leaving them out the gutter. No, you're not. Everything else, everything else, shit. Everything else. Regular, regular. Okay. Chicago, right. Chicago probably like right under there. Either that or Cleveland. Either that or Cleveland. <laughs> Either that or Cleveland. Right, right. All right. Or the Hornets. 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 You guys think the Hornets? Chill, 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 chill. Young Bulls, young Bulls, young Bulls, young Bulls, young Bulls. Chill. All right, chill, chill, chill. All right, all right. So we're going to move to the next award. We didn't get to the last but not least executive of the year. I'm going to go with Pat Riley. I think Pat Riley. But then, see, so I was debating between Pat Riley and Rob Palenka. Like, 
because look at what he did at free agency. It all determines like the end result of this season. But the way the, the way the Lakers are stacked up, it's it's really between Rob and Pat Riley, in my opinion. So it depends on who's number one, who's number two. So I mean, for me, I'm gonna go with Pat Riley, but I I don't I wouldn't be mad if anyone say Rob because that that's just as you know acceptable too. So what about you guys? Um, I'm gonna go with Joe Lacob for the uh, Golden State Warriors just because after having a down season, he was able to uh, and even taking another big gut punch with Clay Thompson being out second straight year, he was still keep able to keep his team above water. And what I see as being a, a contending team, they went out and got Kelly Oubre. They kept Andrew Wiggins, who was a good trade piece from last year. Offered D'Angelo Russell. That didn't seem to be. Wait, Kyrie, can you put your audio a little bit up? You sound a little bit far away. You hear me now? I hear you now. Okay. But uh, yeah. So he they did a, he did a good job of keeping the Warriors above water again. Um, after they they found out late, like literally, the, I believe it was the day before the draft that Clay Thompson was going to be out for another year. Right, and I really thought that I really thought they were going to like take a guard because I would have loved you know like ball with the Warriors too, like in that atmosphere, that structure, coach and nah. Curry. See, I wasn't crazy about that. I feel, I feel like Steph Curry he he's best used when he's playing with more of an established co guard next to him. You seen that with Clay Thompson? You don't got to start with it, man. Yeah, he don't got right. It's like you know, off the bench, like Steph Curry's tutelage, Steve Curry. You I feel know, like all three of them can play on the court eventually. If that if, if that would have happened, exactly because like because Lamelo Ball, Lamelo Ball six eight. He's six eight now. He's not even six. He's six eight now. Like you could put him, but he don't even have to play the three though because Clay can play the three. Exactly. So like I don't. I would have like I said. I'd love to see that. I still feel like Wiseman was just a safer pick. No, yeah, Wiseman is a safer pick, but you know how you know what I said about safe picks. Safe picks don't usually, you know, they don't really like have like the most brilliant of careers, or at least, like I said, James Wiseman, he might he might be the exception because he had he the talent was there. He was a consensus number one pick until you know the whole college thing. So. Kyrie. Yeah. Oh, your audio! I thought your audio would cut off again. No, no, I heard you. I made you. I heard you made your point. Right. That's my pick right there. So, who's your runner up for executive of the year? Um, probably going to agree with you. Go with Pat Riley. Right. Okay. Because they didn't make like any huge moves this all season, but I like uh, the uh, the draft and the pressure to while they re-signed Goran Dragic. Um. Yeah, just like the direction they're going in with the young players like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Bam Adebayo. Got them all around Jimmy Butler, who's shown himself to be a great leader um, and a great role model for, for those young players. And I feel like he's already taken them far, but I, I think he can continue to take them far. So what about you, Elijah? Like, who, who, who's your executive? Who's your executive of the year? Kyrie stole my – not really stole my pick, but I agree with his pick. But so instead of saying Joe Lacob, I want to say Mark Cuban, strictly because – I feel like he set an example for the past – for at least past, what, five, ten years to how to really kind of kind of satisfy his players and kind of keep keep, keep the organization kind of uplifted and up throughout throughout these past ten years. So I feel as though he still continue to do that. Any improvement of the Mavericks will show. So I like that. No, I definitely love that one. I mean, so who's your runner up? Um, I'm going to just say Joe Lacob because I feel as though the Warriors will have that same type of – kind of energy like that never giving up like every man's like involved all hands in let's get the work so and I feel as though they'll prove that they're still a, a very dangerous team even without Clay Thompson 
Okay. All right. I, I, I like those picks. I mean, Chris, who's your executive of the year? Who, who you rocking out with? Uh, I'm going to go with Daryl Morley. Daryl Morley. Ooh. I'm surprised you picked us. Hey. So, so how come, though? I, like, how come Daryl Morey, though? Because uh, I think he has – I mean, like you said, he eliminated the Horford contract. He burned some shoes to play with Ben Simmons. So, I think he did a better job of surrounding the stars with nice co-cash. Right. And yeah. I think if they improve some, then I will give it to him. Okay. All right. So, who's your runner-up for executive of the year? I'm going to go with Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Okay. All right. So that ends that segment of our preseason NBA awards for the 2021 NBA season. So now we go to the main appetizer. Is it going to be crazy? The base is going to be crazy. Who is, who is, who, who do you, who was your favorite player in the 2000 and 2005 between those years? And, and were they the best player between that first decade of the early 2000s? So I'm gonna let Chris go first. Go ahead, Chris. You, you tell me who 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 was your favorite between 2000 2005, and and was he the best player in that particular decade, the first half of the decade? Listen, just being from Philadelphia, automatically it's Allen Iverson because that man was basically God. <laughs> basically, when it came to when it came to the Sixers, he was basically God. God. That, that man. That listen. God, listen, God, I, man. Listen, man. <laughs> he, he couldn't do nothing wrong in Philly. He couldn't do nothing wrong. I, I, everybody, I, everybody looked up to him. Everyone. I still feel to this day, I think the Sixers win if the Lakers don't have Shaq. I, whole, I wholeheartedly believe that. I, I still feel that way. Like, the Lakers don't have that dominant, like, as dominant as Shaq was, one of the most dominant big men in history. I think the Sixers actually, you know, they, I think they win that series. It might be six, seven game series, but I think the Sixers win. Shaq was the big difference maker in that whole series. But so, 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 so you think Allen Iverson was like the best player between the first half of the early two thousands? Between two thousand? Uh, no, but I mean, he wasn't. But again, he yeah. was, and by that I mean he he wasn't the best every year. But I mean, he did win MVP, and he didn't take a. Very terrible team to the finals. Right. And, and they won a game, which nobody even saw coming. Nobody saw that coming. So. So. I mean, Kyrie. I would say, yeah. Yeah. So you would say AI between 2000 2005 was easily the best player in that first half of the early 2000s. He definitely, he definitely got to be up there. If not the best, yeah. it has to be in your top five. Yeah, got to be your top five. Okay. All right, Kyrie, who was who you rocking with? So me personally, just because uh, I found out I found out about him through my older brother. My older brother used to show me old videos and stuff of him and uh, what my behind him, what my behind with him uh, NBA live. But uh, Vince Carter was one of my favorite players, actually my mm. favorite player from that time span. Vince does get slapped on because the shooting guard position was so dominant in that period. Like that's crazy. He does get slapped on, but he sure. definitely deserves. Like so, would you say he's like he was like the best of the first half of the early two thousands? Or no, 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 no. He he wasn't the best. No, he wasn't the best. I mean, he, he was an eight time All Star. He made a couple um All NBA teams here and there also. But um, I feel like he was probably 
up there with AI is the most exciting. Right. Okay. Everybody knew once once uh, Vince Carter blew by one of his defenders, you know he's going to the basket with bad intentions. Bad intentions. They were vicious. Never seen before. Murder. Just straight murder. I mean, why? Huh? Something you've never seen before. He's doing something crazy that you're you're going to remember right then and there. Like, yo. like for the rest of your life too. Like you're never going to forget right. it. I mean, lie. Nothing though. He was a great scorer. He was a great teammate throughout his career. So yeah, I, I always had love for Vince. Yeah, Vince Carter, man. I mean, Lodge, who 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 was your favorite player in the early two thousands, the first half of the decade, and was he the best player in the first half of the decade? got two. I have two mm. that I couldn't kind of decide between. So I'm going to go with Kevin Garnett and Tracy McGrady. Who? Hey, someone said T-Mac, finally. Someone so said Kevin Garnett, I couldn't. You couldn't say T-Mac? Oh, man. Listen, listen. I was waiting for someone to say T-Mac. I'm like, no one's going to say T-Mac. No one's going to bring him up. But that's not, that's not a bad choice, though. That's a great choice by all means. I mean, he was, he was a fucking monster. Are you kidding? Like, his stats? Like, from... Oh, Colin, you got to give me some credit for saying this cousin at least, though, bro. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. I'll give you... I, no, you know what? I would, I would dap you up if he was in person. No, nah, I'm, I'm I ain't even going to hold that. you. Kevin Garnett, the biggest sleeper, though, because he was putting in work in the early 2000s. Kevin, yes, no, Kevin, he was. Kevin Garnett? Man. He won an MVP, too, if I'm not mistaken, right? You won in 2004. Yes, All Star Game MVP. He was he was wilding. I mean, see, the All Star MVPs meant something back in the day. Now, the me don't mean nothing. Yeah, but mind you, he was still young though at the time. So it was still young. So it was just like, yeah, he was putting in that work. Like the first big man we seen with like point guard skills. Right. Exactly. Bro, but 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 his but his intensity and his like yeah. It was the intensity that always made me admire Kevin Garnett. Like he went hundred. He was like the big guard. He was like the big man of Russell Westbrook. He just went hard, twenty four seven, like yep. hundred miles per. And but he was efficient. That's the main thing. He was efficient. So it's like you couldn't really knock anything against him because he was efficient. I mean, so 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 would you say Kevin Garnett was the best player in the in the first half of the two thousand? No, because you got Tim Duncan and Kobe. So. Tim Duncan, Kobe. I mean, I, I I'm gonna go with Shaq and Shaq. But don't always. I mean, yeah, you say actually no, Shaq's number one. But like, if you look back now, it would be Tim Duncan and Kobe off of like what they've done. So yeah, but then a lot of people would be quick to like dismiss Kobe. Like, oh, but he played with Shaq. But it's like I always I mean, say, I say that, I, I say that. But I but the I stats, but the stats show like Kobe definitely wasn't a liability in the playoffs. He was, but he, no, but. What I argue is, imagine if somebody else replaced this spot. The same thing would have happened. Imagine if AI played with Shaq. Imagine if T Mac played with Shaq. Imagine if Vince Carter played with Shaq. So you think so if T Mac all championships? So you think T Mac and AI with Shaq went back to back to back, and you think they win that two thousand four distance? Probably not, but they win in M three easily. How you guys feel about that? You think you switch Kobe? You put AI T Mac? You think they went back to back to back? Especially the first two. I'll say the first two. You can put. You can put any of those all, bro. He was him and him and T Mac was putting up the same numbers. Yeah, they was the exact same numbers. And he any of bro, I listen. I wouldn't say I mean, exact. I, I, feel like, I wouldn't say exact same numbers, but they bro, were pretty. Look it up. Look it up. Look, like, they were pretty close, bro. Exactly. No, right he was. 
Bro, what? He was winning for scoring two, titles. What you mean? For, he was winning scoring titles, bro. For 2000, 2001, 26.8. Next season, 25.6. That was 02, 03. 32.1 and 04. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And the field yeah. goal, the, the field goals were like high, too. It's not even like he's scoring. He was only, like exactly. That's what I'm It was 410. Say. It was like, no, it was like 470. Four, like, that's crazy. T-Mac might be easily the most slept guard. If you if you if you take away MJ, Kobe, and D Wade, he's like the most slept guard because of the injuries. Like that's crazy. Like what I gotta point out though is outside like stats aside, there, there's everybody knows that there's something between Kobe, even then something between Kobe like that made him stay out, stand out a little more from teammate. And that wasn't even like just numbers aside. It was just I feel like his will to win. And even the defense he played. Right, Kobe was always a defender, like because he said it back in one. It was when AI hang. I think I think AI gave him some buckets. I don't know the exact amount, but Kobe said it was because of that. AI gave me some buckets, which there ain't no shame. That's AI. AI gave every single person that guarded him buckets. So it, it was like, the only other thing I gotta take away from T Mac is the fact he never made it past the first round. Oh, that's cool. Mm, no, it's not cool. It's not. It's not cool in the fact that he was the reason why they weren't getting past the first round. Time, Chris. <laughs> That's why no, I can't I put him up there. No, though. I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing with it, but at the end of the day, like, it was still, like... Yeah, you know, see, and, and that's going to be T-Mac's biggest thing. Like, like, that's like, going to keep him out there conversation with D-Wade and Kobe and MJ was, like... The, like, that's going to be the same with James Harden. Like, yeah. you've never done anything... Like, you've never took that team over that final hump to really be contenders. Like, so. I feel like if T-Mac at least had a final... A final if he defense, had a finals... Then it's like he no everyone. He, <laughs> he do got a finals appearance. He does have a finals appearance. When? What year? Oh, the Spurs when they lost. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh man. I can't believe I forgot that. He didn't even play. Did he play? Yeah, he did. He oh, played, no. he played a few. He got a couple seconds. He got a couple seconds. Oh, man. Game, bro. I can't count that for T-Mac, bro. You I can't count that. I was just messing with you. I was just messing with you. I, was, I, was I mean, he didn't even hit double digits. Like, come on now. He just we all forgot about that though. That's crazy. Oh, if he had, but then, but then, if he won that, it'd have been like, okay, but what did you do? What did you? How did you contribute? So that is would have been. That still would have been T-Mac's biggest thing. That's what keeps him from like those three shooting guard goats. Like they led their team. And James Harden, like so, James Harden on that, on that, he's he's on the same path, you know. If he, if he, unless he goes to the Sixers and Nets, you know. But then it's just like, well, you had like two guys, you know, I mean, MVP Hall of Famers, so it's like, you know. Yeah, they they kind of like in that category, like yo, your numbers are good and all, but like absolutely, like T Mac is definitely up there with Kobe. Some people might say he's better than Kobe from old old two thousand to 04. You know, some people would even say that, and I wouldn't even be mad because T Mac was just what. What you mean? What you said? You could have been better than whoa! I, I didn't like say I, I didn't say overall career. I'm talking about from oh, two thousand. I, I know what you're talking about, bro. Look at the look at the field goal percentage, the points, the boards. Like it's not, it's not. It's, that's not disrespect to Kobe, but like Kobe and T Mac were practically even. Some people would say T Mac was between those four. The first half, you you can say T Mac. It's not really a crime. T Mac was an absolute animal. It's just Kobe had the playoff record that supported him, that always kept him above T-Mac. So. Well, listen, man, Blaine Doc Rivers not being able to build a dynasty. <laughs> oh, my God. It's his fault. <laughs> all they do is just make, 
Oh, he had to make sure Tim Duncan was cool. That's all he had to do. <laughs> ah, he messed he messed up a dynasty right there, probably. Yeah. Tim Duncan and T Mac, bro. Right. And, and it was supposed oh, to be oh. Tristan McGrady, Grant Hill, and Tim Duncan. Wow, that big three. Oh man, they definitely even, even if Grant Hill was hurt like he was, Tim Duncan and T Mac. But no, nah, Doc didn't want Doc Rivers didn't want family flying on the plane. What? That's your coach, Colin. That's your coach. Hey, man, he is my coach for this year, the next three, four years. So, hey, you know what? You, you live you live with the good and bad. That's how you take it at this point. But uh, <laughs> I knew Chris would find a way to spin it at, at Doc. I just knew it. All right. But, um, man, that's crazy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with T-Mac. Uh, Kyrie said – I thought he was going to say Melo, but then Melo came in 03, so you can't even say that. So, But then yeah, – so then, yeah, All right, yeah, that's – that's for the next half. So now we we pick our right, we pick each pick in the first half of 2000, 2005. We're gonna go. Did from I hear home. some mellow slander. What mellow slander? I I like mellow. I mean, I don't like Nick's mellow, but I love. I absolutely love Denver mellow. He's one of my favorite players. Denver mellow was a whole different animal. I don't like Nick's mellow. I'm sorry. I don't, you like, don't like Nick's mellow. I don't get it. That's got both flavors though. You got both Nick's and Denver mellow. Like. Uh Denver Mellow was yes, that was that was his the most dominant stretch of basketball Mellow has played. I mean, like, I, I, I guess. I mean, it's not. I guess. I mean, it's really the most. Nah, like the most the most dominant his most dominant season came with the with Knicks, his bro. scoring title with his scoring title, bro. He came. He came running yes. up to uh to LeBron for MVP. Wait, wait, hold on. So wait, wait. So, so I'm gonna pick. So I'm gonna start off with Chris. So like, who, who, who's your, um, who's your favorite player in from 06 to 010, second half of the decade, and was he the best player in that between that time span? Who, who you rock? You, you can't tell LeBron James wasn't the best at that time. Can't say that's that. That's cool. I never you said he wasn't, but that's not my favorite I mean, player. I, I, listen, I, it's not my favorite player either. But I would say at that time, you couldn't tell me LeBron James wasn't the best. Hmm. No, you, you could throw Kobe up there. Dude. You can throw Kobe I mean, up there. No, you have to say Kobe because he was winning at the time. So. Exactly. So you got to throw Kobe, the MVP, you no know, championship. So we doing it that way, but I'm just saying. You said what? So you can do like 1A, 1B for them for real. 1A, yeah. 1B. So, yeah. so, wait, wait. So who's 1A? Oh, see, bro, I can't pick. That's the point of me saying 1A, 1B. <laughs> well, with Bron and Kobe, I'm... that's easy. Who? Bron. 1A? Yeah. Mm, okay. But I don't feel like having that argument right now. But, from 06 um, to 2010? Well, oh, wait. You meant, oh, all right. Well, then, yeah, Kobe then, I guess. Yeah, I, was, I mean, like, LeBron was dominant. LeBron was actually dominant. But I feel like Kobe just. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Kobe got a Yeah, team. I don't know. Kobe got a yeah, same, man. But, uh, 81 points. I mean, yeah. How you feel about that, Chris? Because you said Brian. You said Brian had to be. So I'm. So what you think, Chris? I, I hear everything you guys are saying, and they're all legitimate arguments. But you still couldn't tell me that no somebody was better than Brian during that time period. For, I mean, first of all, that's this, not the point of my. That's not the point of my pick, though. And that's fair. Um, I already, I already did. I, I gave you my answer though just a minute ago. I said Brian won yeah. a. Technically, well, from. But then, so okay, wait, wait. So Chris, so Chris, so it's like, so you saying LeBron? So who had? So are you going by accomplishments or just overall play the team? Like, what do you right. like? I want to know. 
Right. Like, are we if we're going by accomplishments, it's like, well, LeBron won like MVP for like. I mean, I'm not not based off accomplishments. I'm basing off the fact that, I mean, he really took the league by a storm, literally. By by the time he was 20, he was all basically an all star. Because low key during that span, Kobe wasn't. Or if you want to say 19, Kobe was like it. So like it was on and off. It was the Celtics. It was the Lakers. It was what Detroit won one in that time too. Or that 05? 06? 04. Detroit. Detroit won 04. 04. And then what? San Antonio won one. Yes, it is. So, San Antonio. So it wasn't like Kobe mm-hmm. was just running up with chips. He what? He had what? Two more. Yeah, two more. He could have won. Yeah, in two thousand six, D Wade won it. Exactly. Wade won. It was just like. And D and D Wade had had a dominant. Oh, well, he actually he actually missed a good chunk of the season in the in the oh eight. That's why the Heat even ended up with that second pick draft in Michael Beasley. But yeah. so you can kind of throw D Wade out the mix of that. But yeah, I mean, honestly, you could say Tim Duncan. Kobe, LeBron, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, hey, I'm not. I'm not. So wait, wait, wait. So who's your favorite player? I thought someone, someone was gonna pick Melo. Who picked Melo? Yeah, I am picking Melo. Favorite <laughs> Melo. I, like I said, I think Denver. Uh, so, so Chris, so 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 which Melo was the better Melo to you? Nick's Melo or Denver Melo? Man, uh, I see Nick's why Mello. I picked. Can I break it down? I see why. Can I break it down real quick? Yeah, go I ahead. I already know. We are. So I feel like I feel like Denver Mello was more exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Denver Mello was was way more exciting to watch because he he had more athleticism, and his game was his game's always been smooth, but it was, it was just something different about his game back then. Like them like, damn braids. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doing. We're not going to talk about that right now, though. We're not gonna talk about that right now, but okay. it's, it's it's something. It's, I can't really put my finger on it, but it's something different about Denver Miller that kind of makes him stand out because that's when he was new, he was young. But I feel like when he got to New York, everybody was already used to what he did. That's why he kind of went down for in popularity. I feel like, but I feel like overall as a player, Nick's Mello was uh, was better. Man, I bet the Pistons regret to this day not picking up. No, I'm not talking about it. We're not talking about. It. We're not talking about. It. We're not talking about. It. I, I don't think they do. They want a ring. We're not, we're not no, I mean, they but, won a ring, but like that wasn't a like that could have been a dynasty. They could have like that could have been a dynasty. I mean, they could have been a dynasty without Melo. Uh, no, 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 come on, see, see this is why they, they want to talk that's about what, like Chris. Come on, bro. they could have been. They went to the finals the next year and just lost. And they were just the conference finals the following year. Yeah, but think this about it, bro. The, they didn't even use the pick. The pick was. Irrelevant. It wasn't worth. It wasn't worth. Nothing. Listen. So imagine I if you bro. Oh my! I don't even like talking about this. He should have a chip. I don't. I, I feel like just, listen. Melo should have a championship. I feel like Melo should like Melo should have at least two. Two. should at least two chips. Like he should have one. Bro, one. and low key and low key. Yeah, he went the one other one because of Kobe. So it wasn't. <laughs> So it's just like that was your oh that was your only shot of ever going to the finals and Kobe robbed that yo that's crazy. And, and then and with the Knicks when the Knicks started getting who would have played who we we ran they ran into LeBron LeBron and the Heat. And, 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 and who would have who who did the Lakers play that year? In 09? that was when the Nuggets. No, no. That, was, that was 2010. 2010 they played. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, they played who? They played who? 
They put the magic in 09. Yo, come on now, yo, come on. Yo, no, 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 You can't disrespect that magic team. That magic team, yes, it wasn't like. You don't turn. He was not. Bro, are you serious? Nothing. That Lakers, yo, that Lakers squad was really lit because of Kobe. That Lakers squad wasn't stacked like that. It was, it was Gasol, Kobe and Powell. Exactly, we had we had AI Chauncey Kenyon Jr. Mello. Yeah, okay. No, no, y'all traded AI to get Chauncey. That was the best trade y'all did. Either way, we had either one, so it didn't matter. Either one, either one was championship caliber. I feel like, bro, bro, because when when AI was playing, he was dropping 28, 27 a couple years. Yeah, but when but when Chauncey played, y'all was winning more. Exactly. So it, we would have beat the Magic, bro. You can't say that. You can't say. That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely do believe. Like if y'all had made the finals that year, y'all definitely beat the Magic. I'm, a, I'm gonna say bro. this though. For the I'm saying no too. I'm going Magic at that one. No, I'm you a, going Magic versus the Nuggets. Uh, 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 Whoa, why? You want to give explanations of that, please? You got I people mean, that Rashawn, can run with. Uh, no, wait, 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 Lash, wait, Lash, wait, wait, wait. Go, go ahead, Chris. Because I'm really wanting to hear this. Rashawn Lewis had probably the best year shooting wise of his career. Oh, Who's gonna guard him? Melo don't play defense. Melo got guard for Charlotte Hito Turkoglu. But he played defense in the playoffs, though. And their team, and team defense, they played well enough to get by. They had Nene, they had Kenyon Martin, James right. Chris, they had Birdman too. Birdman, and, right. they, and you know the Magic had Dwight Howard. Oh, MVP that's, that's, yeah. that's what I was about to wow. get at. So I was going to say this: I would give, I would give it to the Nuggets if they were to meet up in the, in the finals. But it would have went six or seven games strictly because of Dwight Howard, only because of Dwight Howard. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the Nuggets um, beat. I think the Nuggets do Jameer beat the Magic. Nelson, Jameer Nelson, though, bro. Jameer Nelson was no slouch, though, bro. I, I, I'm bro, bro, but Jameer Nelson, that, he was a capable point guard, a starting quality yeah. type of guard. He, he definitely not no slouch. Super regular, yeah, they, uh, bro. chemistry with Dwight too. They play really well together. So exactly. Exactly. Wait, you can't sleep on Jameer Nelson. I listen. The Magic. See, a lot of people trash that Magic team. Like that Magic team. Like they were a dominant team inside the East. Like yeah. they weren't scrubs. Like that was the, give the team their respect. You had JJ Reddick coming off the bench, yeah, lighting it up. They cool. Like they cool. You give, give them their respect. I feel like the Nuggets yeah. still beat the Magic. The Nuggets do beat the Magic, but like Kyrie say, strictly six or seven games because of Dwight MVP Dwight. Like how, how many games Dwight took? Uh, LA. What happened? LA went. I mean, Dwight went to LA in 2012 for the 2012-2013 season. After that, it was downhill. Yeah, no, it went down. When, 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 when Kobe played Dwight in them, what was the series? Uh, uh, so, so Magic only won one. The, the, the oh, was- my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, come yeah. on now. Yeah, y'all tripping, bro. With Bynum and we Gasol? Bro, he can't throw it down with Gasol and Bynum? Well, bro. you don't – wait. Bro, well, Nene, I, I, but no, disrespect don't disrespect Bynum. And young Lakers, Andrew Bynum, was a beast. Don't let the Sixers fool you. The Sixers, I don't know what happened with the Sixers, but Lakers, hurt. that's what happened. He got hurt, but then you know he, I, he, he decided yeah, not to bro, come back. He, after he got season. hurt bowling and all that, bro. Come on. Man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you get hurt bowling, but you know, did I guess. Y'all, you know. Did y'all pay him, bro? Did y'all pay him? Yeah, we paid him did. so much bread. We sure paid. Him. How much? I forgot the amount, of, but we paid him mad bread though, and it was like this guy. Wasn't even going to like his treatments and stuff like that. And then when he was finally declared healthy, he was just like, "Yeah, nah, I don't want to play for y'all no more." 
It's like play for you didn't even play for us to begin with. So what's going on? So we just you know I mean, we kind of be not disrespecting, no, like, don't disrespect Pogasol, Elijah. I don't like the Pogasol disrespect. Because Pogasol oh, was... That's not the point, because he wasn't no defender like that, bro. So he was eventually hit. So you're telling me right now, if if, if Pogasol and Andrew Bynum is banging with Dwight Howard and them, you, you don't think Nene, Kenya Martin, and Berman ain't with it? That's crazy, bro. Listen, I got the Nuggets. Listen, I got the Nuggets beating the Magic. If they Chris is the only one that thinks the Magic would have like would have beat the Nuggets. Six or something. They won one game. I didn't even. They got gentlemen sweat. That, come on, now, bro. listen, bro. If I think if, any, if anything, Chris don't give them two games. Beat the Nuggets. So, and Chris gave his reasons why he think the Magic could beat the Nuggets. I mean, I'm. But I just think if you're only leaning on Dwight, I mean, listen, like you know. Because you don't, because you don't keep Dwight in late in late game situations. He's a liability. No, that was that's now. Back then they were. I mean, listen. I think Nuggets back, back in that time they was keep it was keeping they they bigs in the game. I think I think Nuggets. I think Nuggets do beat the Magic if they had they played in the finals. It'd be six seven game series definitely. I think the Nuggets come out on time. Wait, how'd you guys feel about it when when had Melo had forced that trade? I think if Melo had wanted to go to the Bulls, him, Derrick Rose. say that, bro, but he wasn't beating Brown. I don't know. Derrick Rose, Melo, Joe Kim Noah. So he wasn't. Josh Gibson. Look at Joe Kim bro, when he was a free agent. Kirk, he, he wouldn't have forced a trade to Chicago. He wanted to go to New York. So he had the opportunity to go to Chicago in 2014, which I thought he should have done. Ah, but 2014, that was when, you know what I'm saying, that, that ain't 2011. Exactly, exactly. Derrick Rose was hurt by 2014. He wasn't that D-Rose. We all started catching Ebola and all that, bro. Come on. <laughs> bro, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Melo I – I don't think him going to Chicago in 2011 would have been as realistic. I he, think that would have been a great – D-Rose, Melo, and Joakim, Todd Gibson, Luan Denny. I mean, listen, man, I think that team definitely – Jimmy, too. Yeah, no, Jimmy. No, Jimmy came in 2011, so his rookie year was 2012. So it's like, dude, you had rookie Jimmy, so he's not contributing. No matter, you still have a Jimmy eventually. So what you, I mean, okay, yeah, that's it, it, it sounds cool. That's rookie year Jimmy, though. That ain't you know what I'm saying. That's rookie year Jimmy. Come on now. You see, rookie he hasn't turned that Hey, I mean, I, I get, I guess he changed, but I mean, I thought he always kept the same attitude. He kept, always kept the same attitude. Hey, he always had the same attitude. He just wouldn't get any minutes because that team was just pretty much stacked at his, at his position. But, yeah, I mean, rookie year Jimmy Butler. Tom Thibodeau doesn't play rookies like that. He don't play younger guys like that. He, yeah. His rotation is heavily starters. Tom, yeah, Tom, and Tom Thibodeau had made, like, why would you keep Derrick Rose in the final minutes when you know the Bulls was like, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, like I said, I mean, those are some nice picks you guys picked up. I, I just felt like, you know, like – I think so. Which era is which era of basketball? Like, I think the the, the early two, like from two thousand to twenty ten. I feel like that basketball. I mean, for us growing up, because we're all like in our twenties, early twenties. You know, I feel like that basketball was just so great. Like, I don't know. Like, how do you think it compares to 2010, 2020? Like, I mean, honestly, just strictly off entertainment wise. I feel as though I would still say now because I understand what the game is completely than I did back then. Right. So. I just The only thing about today's game, I just don't like the softness of it. I like the fast pace. But I just don't like the softness. I like the little, like, ticket tack fouls. 
and like just the like some of the laziness the guards show, like all the like they take clear path fouls, like to just fast break stuff instead of getting back on defense, like just little stuff like that. Got guys like actually trying to force uh three point fouls by jumping into the defender, and I don't like that. But like that, that like little nuances in the game that's prevalent and that stuff uh, in the game today. I'm not really a fan of. Well, you know, I definitely agree with that. Like, like, so what about you, Chris? Like, how you feel? Between like the like the uh, two decades, like which one was more entertaining in, in, in your view? Uh, I'm gonna go with the t- 2010s because I think there's more talent in uh, that decade than the first one. Right. Um, but I agree with Kyrie on the fact that this decade has been soft compared to um, the 2000s, and that's why I don't like it. But again, I do like the pace of the game. I like the scoring. I like all these new players that we just had every year. We see, I'm not going to say like there's always a superstar. Well, there is a superstar every year because only like five superstars, but it you always see like a different star emerge every year. And that's what I really like. You really didn't see that back. Um, oh, I want to say something after you're done, Chris. Yeah, you can go. So the one thing I'll say about at the, the, the post 2010, so 2010 to 2020, mm-hmm. I feel as though the, the, the league allowed the entertainment level I feel like the, the entertainment level is way higher now because now you have basketball in general. So now you have from high school ball all the way to college. Now, now you see overseas. Now, now you got players coming from the G League. I feel like the whole entertainment level itself is a lot better because now you got people who are tuning into college every year or t- tuning into high school games more than they ever have. So I feel as though back then that wasn't really big. Because back then people weren't coming out of high school. Well, they were, but they didn't. They wouldn't pop or they wouldn't. They didn't have the. the the publicity as much as they do now. Yeah, and then I want to touch on what Chris and Kyrie said about the softness of the league. The only reason why the league got soft was because of the whole, you know, in 2005, 2006, the Madison Palace, the Pistons and the Pacers. That's the whole reason why the league got so soft. They just don't want anything like that happening ever again. So it's just like, you know, yeah, players fight with fans, Ronner Tess. Y'all here, you know, you know, he was getting busy. Steven Jackson was getting busy. That messed up their potential dynasty too. Those that Pacers team. That Pacers. Jackson a sleeper though. I ain't even gonna. Play. Jermaine O'Neal was a problem. Jermaine, huh? you the disrespect Jermaine O'Neal games like this man wasn't getting buckets. It was like an all star. No, he was, but then it's crazy. No, I know he was. I'm just saying that like people like Jermaine O'Neal, he wasn't. Are you kidding me? What? He was a beast back in the day. He crazy. Problem. Their point guard Jamal Tisley was nasty. That Pacers team, like Ronald Test said on on a pocket, yeah, he's like, work. he got crippled Reggie too. <laughs> crippled as Reggie. Oh man, that's crazy. Listen, man. I mean, so that just concludes, you know, today's episode of the Strictly on Podcast. This is really no, enjoyable. we ain't, we ain't talking about the Bill and Wall John. Bill and Wall Westbrook. Oh, West. Oh, you talking about? I thought we touched on that. So, what do you think about that backcourt? In the East, you think that's a you think that's a top five backcourt in the East? That's easily they might be top three. Yeah, top three. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, definitely I top mean, three. Top three. Yeah, it's um, like that's like it's kind of mandatory to be honest with you. I mean, now if you go west, then they're definitely not. They might not be. No, they're still top five. No, uh, I don't know. Bill and Westbrook in the West backcourt. I don't. I don't know. They still might be top five in the West. Maybe up there with Damian CJ with uh, James Hart with James Harden and uh, John Wall. I don't. I, I. I mean, you already throwing John Wall, James Harden in that tandem already. I mean, if James I mean, Harden stays, yeah, I don't see why they can't work together. I honestly, I mean, don't. 
Okay. But if you guys uh, throw Chris Paul and Devin Booker up there? Yes, 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 yes. I do. I do. As I'm much as I, as much as I dislike the Suns giving up that much for like you know an old CP, he's still great. He's still, but it's still like they give it way too much. But I absolutely love the CP three and D. But in the, in the in the position they're in, they're kind of like in the last kind of like they have to show Devin something because like he signed the inspection now. Now you got to take a risk, and I feel like the risk they made was long term is, is beneficial for Devin because now he gets that kind of mindset he needed. From a from a point guard, and now now he'll he'll know what he wants from from the future on. So it's just like he's not just dealing with throwing guys, and he just puts in his work, and everybody kind of you can feel me. Doesn't that just kind of just gets thrown into the game with him? And and not to mention, he's got a lot of great young guys around him that's growing with him and getting better along with him, like uh, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Michael. Johnson, Michael Bridges. Like that's a that's a nice little core right there that they got the, uh, that they got for themselves. Okay, I mean, I, that's all right. You guys, are, I guess you. I mean, how did you guys feel when we talked about the Suns trade? You guys weren't really that high on the Suns trade besides CP3, but y'all, y'all all felt like they gave a little too much. Now it's like you guys. Um, like I said, it's just a it's just a misalignment of career peaks. I feel like, like Chris Paul, he's uh everybody knows he's he's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and he really he really should be on the team that's more adept to competing in the finals or competing for a championship. And Devin Booker, he's a he's a guy that's like in the on the brink of his prime. He's looking to be one of the best players, top ten maybe players in the league in the next couple of years. So I feel like their like their timeline is just a little misaligned. And Devin Booker on the shooting guard list right now, where you guys put him at? Top three? Yep. Top three. And so wait, so well, I yeah. You don't put, he put plays. He plays like he, he he's a top. He plays like a top three shooter. Honestly, if we go from what we've seen in, in the bubble, bro. Yeah, I, I he's mean, top five, he's definitely. Easy top five. Who's your top five? Yeah. Chris? Like like, go ahead and name your top five. Harden or is it injured or not injured? Uh, doesn't you just do your, 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 your. He's gonna be out for like two, like another two years. So you can kind of take Clay off. I mean, are you know what? Go ahead and put no, Clay. Clay still, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I put yeah I'm, I'm putting my my Clay Thompson is my number one because I think because he's perfect to it. Clay Thompson oh. number one, Harden number two. Uh, oh. I would take Bill number three. Um, I might put Devin Booker at four. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but I mean that's top five though. Exactly. Yeah. I, but I feel like I feel like him and Bradley Bill have the same level of play right now. I feel like they did the same exact thing they did last year, and he's younger than him. So who you think is right the or wrong? Right or wrong. Uh, Mind you, he was in the off. So, I mean, not in the off, but he was in the bubble putting in where Bradley Bill was at the crib. Mind you, and Devin was in the West. So, so who would you rather have if you had to pick between shooting guard, Bradley Bill or Devin? I'll take Devin right now because he's younger. So, you, okay. you still got him for longer. So I would take Devin. Okay. So, I mean, I mean Bill's, Bill's better right now, but I would take Devin in the long run. Right. That's true. I can agree with that. All right. I respect it. All right, so the best, so we got to end it off here, guys. We've been on here a pretty long time, but like I said, this concludes today's episode of Restricted Zone Podcast. Thank you for, for everyone tuning in and listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording this and bringing it to you guys' content. As I said before, you can follow us on Instagram on the Restricted Zone Pod. You can follow the cast and the crew. The, their links are inside the whole description with their IG name, so you can follow us, send us messages on what topics we should cover, and we'll definitely listen respond and, and definitely do that so 
Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Kyrie. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks a lot, Elijah, for you know coming on this episode. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, for sure. All right, and we'll and we'll see you guys.